So it's Thursday. It's Thursday. And, I, and you're here because I, I told you I'd be here, right? Um, of course. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, um, a little bit about uh, what we got going on here on uh, the Good View Quarter, we'll call it. I, uh, it, it. Back in when we were in Vermont, lived on a road called Buena Vista, and it was about a quarter of an acre. And uh, we had some rabbits, and to tattoo those rabbits and then do a little bit of pedigree work with them, we had a name, and it, it became the Goodview Quarter. So that is what I will refer to this place as. Um, anyway, going to tell you a little bit about what we got going on here, um, and hopefully this will be a last Thursday of every month kind of thing. Um, Libsyn provides me with so much space and uh, I don't always use that space. So I'm going to use it by doing this. And uh, maybe, just maybe, I will uh, do more of these updates if, if the space provides or if uh, you know enough people want me to do this, I, I can do this more often. Who knows? Anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to start on the, uh, the sort of homestead side of things. Um, yeah, I, I grew up gardening, grew up... Uh, outdoors. So this was all something that kind of wasn't necessarily natural to me, but something that I, I wanted to do, something I, I wanted a, a part of. Um, you know, back in high school, when you take those tests that tell you what you should do with your life, what, what career path you should take, um, I got farmer. Now, I think I kind of skewed those results a little bit because uh, you can, and I, I wanted to just for kicks and because, you know, you do that when you're in high school. So whether or not that was what I was supposed to do, who knows. But here I am attempting something of that sort. For the last couple of years, we've had a garden. Um, down here in Georgia, you can pretty much do a garden year-round. Uh, summer months get kind of difficult. You know, There's not much that likes to grow when it's uh, 100 degrees and um, sunny. And uh, you, know, you walk outside to go do some weeding or, or go pick some vegetables and... Uh, let me tell you, at two in the afternoon, when you're walking around barefoot in the dirt, in the sand, it uh, it burns your feet, and my feet are pretty darn tough. So something to something to consider. But uh, you know, in the winter, you you got all your your brassicas and your cold crops that you can put in, and sometimes you get stuff from them in the fall. Uh, more often than not, you, you they overwinter fairly well into the spring. So when spring comes around, um, you got stuff popping up. As you probably know from some of my other shows, I, I grew up in New York, and uh, we have family in New York. My wife's from New York as well. And so in the summer when it is blazing hot down here, um, you know, we like to to visit family. It's a little bit cooler. It's uh, a little bit nicer, and it, it's good for the kids, you know, um, to really – family something that's important to us um, and, and want them to build those relationships with their grandparents and, and with their aunts and their uncles and their cousins. So we try to do that. Unfortunately, that means that the garden goes untended for about two weeks. The last year, um, the garden, 
it did all right. It came through. We got some rain while we were gone and, uh, and things worked this year. Not so much. It's been hot. It's been dry. Um, my son was doing some, some research for a, a homeschool project and, uh, uh, the area we are in gets some of the most extreme, um, temperatures in Georgia. So it's, uh, it's hot summer and it gets fairly cold in the winter, not fairly cold, but you know, cooler. Um, and this, this year was no joke. It, it hit a hundred degrees the other day. So, uh, you know, it's, it's fall and it's, uh, it was hundred degrees. So, um, the garden is ready to go. We're ready to start putting things in, but, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot we can really plant right now. We can plant some things. We get some things in, but, uh, you know, we buy our, our broccoli and our cabbage. We get little bundles. Um, you get a bundle of 50 cabbage for like five fifty. Um, you know, it beats, uh, it beats buying seeds and, and having a fight, fight with the little tiny brassica seeds. Um, so we, we do that. And the guy that we get them from doesn't even have them in stock because it's, it's just too hot. So we'll have that going soon. Um, we have, uh, got a couple goats. We bought some goats. The, the hope was to do meat goats. Unfortunately, we got uh, a couple bottle babies and, um, they're not going to be meat goats. <laughs> and, uh, we may, we may get some, may get a, a buck or a stud in here and, um, have some, some kids in the spring or a little bit later. But, uh, again, I don't think they will be meat goats. I think they will probably just, probably just sell them, um, and, and perhaps move into more of a, a dairy goat, but it has been a good, uh, a good test run. The first goat, we were supposed to get a pair. Um, and the, the buck died when he was young. So we only got one and there was a four or five day span where we only had one goat. A lot of people tell you, uh, you can't have one goat. They're, they're herd animals. And if you have one goat, uh, they get depressed and, and they will die. Um, we had one goat and it was, it was neurotic, man. The, the goat was crazy. It was like all over the place. You couldn't pet it. You couldn't get near it. Um, you know, you get 10 feet from the thing and it would, it would take off. Um, and, uh, so we got bottle babies a couple days after that goats calm down and she's like the mama goat. Now, if you, uh, take the babies away or take one of the, the bottle babies away to, you know, weigh it or, or to work it or something, um, she freaks out and she just bleats and baz and makes all sorts of really loud goat noises. And if the police were driving by, they'd probably think that, uh, I was murdering a small child. Um, those are the, the noises that they, they make. So we've done that. Um, there was a little bit of, I think it was coccidiosis, um, because I gave them some sulfamed and that, uh, cleared up the, the diarrhea and the, the clumpy poop that they're not supposed to have. Uh, the second time around that happened and I gave them some sulfamed again and, uh, it didn't seem to fix anything. And so I, I asked around and did a little more research and figured out that, uh, I'm something of a moron and that the sulfamed doesn't actually, is not actually a dewormer and that, uh, coccidiosis is protozoa, I believe. Um, and so it's, is treated differently than worms. Um, thankfully I, I did have some wormer on hand and was able to get that into the goats, um, after the sulfamed. So we still have three goats. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. And if, uh, I'd much rather learn on an animal that cost $75 than, you know, a, a good milk animal that cost anywhere from two to $300. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, uh, one of those things. So, uh, with our goats, of course, we're dog people and we got a couple of great Pyrenees puppies. Uh, should we have done that? I don't know, but we did. Um, they were on the cheap. Um, the situation was such that, uh, the pregnant mother was removed from a, a hoarding situation of a, of a man with dementia. Mom was malnourished and, and dad had been hit by a car. Uh, the, the poor guy didn't even realize that he had the dogs. Um, so puppies came from there. Like I said, they were on the cheap. Um, and we've had, uh, they've been pretty good. Um, we're going through some, some training things, you know, they're good with the goats, but, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're dogs and you got to train them. So we're, we're trying to do that. We got that on our plate. Got our, our chickens. Of course, we, uh, started with some new birds this, this spring after our two other dogs. We have lots of dogs. We have two little feist dogs. They call them down here. They're like squirrel hunting dogs. They're, uh, I don't know, some sort of mix between, I don't know, like Jack Russell terriers and something else. I don't know. A, a, a better Southerner could tell you I'm, uh, I am not, so I apologize for that. But they're they're scrappy little dogs, and they will chase anything, and uh, they catch all sorts of stuff. I mean, they they they're as good as a cat when it comes to uh, to catching rats around the house and catching mice around the house. Um, yeah, they've caught squirrels, they've caught birds out of the air, uh, that sort of thing. Anyway, they are also um, they like chase things, and so they they basically annihilated our flock of chickens. So we had to start over. Um, we started over this year, uh, this spring, got a bunch of, uh, got some speckled Sussex, some buff rocks, um, and some partridge rocks. And, uh, as we speak right now, I have, uh, there's a, a, uh, an old, an old hen we have, we, we caught, we kept two from the, the old flock. There's an old hen sitting on some eggs. So hopefully we have some, some babies in the, the fall. I, I like them in the fall because it's, they, they start laying in the spring, right, right when that sun comes up and, uh, there isn't too much of a lag period. So it's pretty nice like that. Um, you know, I think that the purpose for them, we're, we're going to throw the, the roosters in the freezer. We got that going on and that's, that's good. Chickens are, are fairly easy. Um, but you know, I think we were, we're contemplating trying to do quail, um, dressing, dressing chickens out can be a little bit messy. It can be a little bit of a, of a task, you know, it, it stinks. And, uh, you know, down here in, in the South, um, butchering birds in the summer or in the fall, uh, is it sucks, man. It's not a, it's not a fun task at all. Uh, the fire ants are out. So any, any blood on the ground, they come running for, and, uh, they're, they're biting at your toes and, uh, you know, the flies are out and it's just, you got to get the birds cooled off quick. And it's hard when it's, you know, nine degrees outside. So we may go with quail, may do that. We'll see. We will see. And if, uh, if you're thinking about going to do quail, check out, um, the episode I did, I think it was episode eight, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash zero zero eight. It was on, on quail, um, Sadie girl farm. So, uh, that's what we got going on out there. Uh, there's a couple of projects we're working on. I think we're going to try to try to set up a, a run for some pork, uh, do a little bit of, of pigs maybe in the, the spring or, or maybe even this fall. Um, not quite sure about that. Depends on, on what we can get done. And, uh, I'm going to be moving our, our woodshed. So I have to 
to build a new woodshed, um, you know, the, the, the task, the thing is with when you try to do a bunch of stuff on your own and you try to do a bunch of stuff at home, all these little menial tasks that, that don't seem like a lot, um, they start to, to pile up. And, uh, I think that's, that's the biggest struggle we're working with right now is, uh, trying to stay abreast of everything, trying to get everything done. Um, and when you have four kids and the youngest one is, you know, only three and, um, rambunctious to say the least, he, he just turned three and he is just figuring out that, uh, you know, running out into the road is, is probably a bad idea that, uh, trying to lock yourself in a hot car is a bad idea. He's finally figuring figuring those things out, but uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun, right? Child, they're 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 only little for so long, right? That's what I keep telling myself here. Anyway, um, so I think that's all all we got going on out there. Hopefully, we'll get some more fruit trees this this fall. Um, if not, I had good luck in the in the spring. You know, they grow and it just it gets. I don't know if it's too hot. I don't know if it's our soil. We we are on. A fair bit of clay. We're right on the cusp of the uh, the line, the fall line. So we have lots of clay. We have lots of sand, and um, not a lot of mix. So we have to do a fair bit of soil soil remediation where uh, where the garden is. And um, when it kind comes time to plant trees, you know, fig trees, pear trees, blueberry bushes, uh, peach trees, it's uh, you really got to stay on top of them. Um, you don't want them too wet at the same time it's uh it's a doozy when they get too dry and it gets hot and dry down here so gotta stay on top of that Uh, i'm going to try to put in a couple more olive trees um we've lost a couple um and uh we're gonna try a couple more again we're we're right on that cusp of of weather where in the winter it, it can get too cold um i think if we can get them through the first couple of winters uh they'll be big enough to to survive. Um, but, uh, getting them through can be, can be a bit tricky. Um, I think I, we've got to figure out where to put them. Um, you know, you really got to keep them out of the frost pockets because it just, it, you know, the temperature is such that it, it will make a difference. Two degrees where I am is going to make a difference between, uh, you know, whether the olive trees make it or not. We'll see. And, and who knows what we'll do with that. You know, I think there's, there's a couple, uh, olive oil co-ops around here, but you know, the number of trees you have to have in your orchard is, is so big that, uh, we'll, we'll never meet that, uh, qualification. So probably just, uh, maybe, maybe press our own oil here and there, but, uh, we'll see. So on to the homeschooling front of things. We, we have four kids. Uh, the youngest one is three and he is in a, a private, uh, preschool for, four hours a day, two days a week. Um, and it's, it's good for him, you know, uh, that the youngest two were adopted and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good to have a little headspace sometimes and, um, to kind of, uh, give the older kids, um, a little bit of freedom from a three-year-old who demands a hundred percent of your attention all the time. Um, and, and he needs it and it's, it's good for him, but, uh, he can't always give it. So, we are schooling the other three at home right now. Um, and when we go to the preschool, it's far enough away from home that uh, we don't have enough time to, to drive home and do school and then come back. And it just doesn't make sense. So we do school in the library. And it works. It works fairly well. 
Um, the older two are old enough where they're pretty well self-directed. Um, our younger daughter, we're still working on, and that is one of our, our biggest struggles right now, um, is to kind of really get her to, to come along. We, nothing has been diagnosed and, um, you know, I, I don't know that we'll ever actually go that route and, and search out a, a formal diagnosis, but, uh, I, I've worked with, uh, ODD children before oppositional defiant disorder, uh, I think is how it goes. Um, you know, and she exhibits a lot of those behaviors. And so, you know, we can work with that at home, but when we're in the library, it can be, it can be challenging. Um, you know, it can be, it can be very challenging. And, uh, so learning to work with that is, is quite different. You know, our, our older two children, um, their behaviors were different, but they were, they were similar. And so, you know, we, our, our expectations are, have always been high for all of them and our older two learn in more or less the same way. So, you know, the second one came around and it was, it was easy to do. Uh, the third one does not learn the same way. And so we are trying to, to figure out how to, how, how to make things work best for her. And, uh, and that's where we're, we're at, you know, and, and keep wanting to, to hedge toward that unschooling side of things. But, um, I don't know. It just, it's such a, it seems to me like a big plunge to take, um, right now. And we're kind of, I don't want to say entrenched, but, um, you know, we've been doing something that works. And, uh, so why, why upset that apple cart? You know, why try something new if what you have is working? So, um, we'll, we'll see with that. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Probably, probably not, but you know, we are, we use the, uh, the moving beyond the page curriculum. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, it's an affiliate link. So if you, if you click on it, um, and you buy something from them, uh, you know, I'll get, I'll get something from from them. Uh, I, I'm working on trying to get someone from there, uh, on the show to talk about their curriculum. Um, they introduced math recently, so it's, uh, it's pretty much a full, full curriculum. Um, you know, and it's, you can tweak things and pull things out and add things. And yeah, that's what we've, we've done. Um, and of course the other, the other thing with, uh, the homeschooling that we're struggling with now that we're trying to juggle right now is, uh, you know, juggling three kids, you know, the older two are, are more or less self-directed, but, uh, you know, you still have to check in and, and make sure and talk to them. And, you know, you don't just give them, a book and say, go read this and expect that they're going to get everything out of it. They may, they may not. And, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have those conversations with your children and to discuss some of that stuff. Um, and it's tough to do when your time is consumed in, in other ways, working with other children that don't allow you, uh, that, that sort of break in time or finding enough time in the day to, to get it all done. And we'll get there. And, uh, I think it more or less boils down to us and, and how we present things and and how we work things. Um, you know, that's, that's what it, how we'll figure it out. And, and I, no doubt we will figure it out, but may, may take a minute when you do all this stuff, when you try to concentrate everything at home, and you have outdoor tasks and you have indoor tasks. Um, it can be hard to 
to fit everything in, you know, um, you still want your kids to be able to socialize, to, to get out and do those things. And so, you know, where church is something we do on Sundays and, um, you know, Sunday nights, the, the kids are involved with drama club and, and the little kids choir. So we got that going on, you know, Wednesday nights is another thing they do. And then, you know, they have soccer practice or they have another sport or they go horseback riding or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, and you, you hate to take some of those things away because they enjoy it, because it's good for them, because they're learning other things. Um, but at the same time, some, some of those things end up taking time away when you should be getting other tasks done at home. Um, and so trying to juggle that has been a struggle that we've, uh, we've come across in the last, last little bit here. Um, and really trying to, to figure out and weigh what is important and where to go and, and how to, how to really thresh out what we need to be doing and what we could be doing and what we don't need to do. So, um, I think that's all, that's all for today. Uh, if you have any questions you want me to answer for, for next Thursday, um, go ahead and email them to me, uh, homesteads and homeschools at gmail.com. You can, join the Facebook group, the Homestead at Homeschool Forum, and, and hit me up in there, or uh, whatever other way you see fit. If you want me to carry on with this next Thursday uh, or following Thursdays, or you want to hear, you can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes. Um, go leave a uh, four or five star review. That would be nice. I guess you can leave one or two or three, but, you know, whatever. Um you leave a review too, or you write some words. Uh, I guess that, that helps in the algorithms. You can click through our Amazon affiliate um, to give me a little little kickback there. And uh, of course, you can always go to uh, patreon.com slash the Liberty Hippie and uh, pick yourself up some bonus content, some bonus materials there. Help out. Help, help out there. And eventually, maybe able to pay for some more bandwidth and I can do this more frequently. Uh, we'll see. Because, of course, this takes time. Time when I might be better off splitting wood. Of course, I, I'm not going to be out there splitting wood when it's 100 degrees out because that's just stupid, but you get the idea. Anyway, folks, I appreciate you coming out on Thursday and uh, taking taking the 20 minutes out of your day to, to listen to this. So get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap sheaves of freedom together. Let us dream.